Football represents something we are. Something we are. Football is like life. You gotta push. Fantasy football is about proving that you are better than your friends. Hold up. Welcome to the BS Fantasy Podcast. Let the games begin. Welcome into the bomb shelter. That's Banky. I'm Surstins. Together we are BS Fantasy. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BS Fantasy FB. Check us out on Facebook, BS Fantasy Podcast. Um, stop by our website, bsfantasy.com, and shoot us your emails, bsfantasyfb at gmail.com. How are we doing today, buddy? Good. Full disclosure, I just want all of our listeners to know, if you hear a dog in the background... It's not me. That, that's not Searson's. That's my dog, Cheddar. My wife is out of town. She's helping um, a neighbor with a fashion show in Vegas. So Cheddar does like to get a little barky sometimes. So if she barks, that just means that she really likes a player that we're talking about. I like that. We should have her in here every episode. I actually took that idea from another podcast, but I think it's clever. So, uh, Yeah, it's good enough for me, and I don't know what podcast you're talking about. So let's roll with it. Not Let's really. do it. Let's get into it. So uh, today's episode, we'll be talking a lot of numbers. It's Thursday. Yeah, we'll do news notes, um, Thursday night preview, get into some trade values, and then we're going to do our half season, our midway point fantasy awards so far. Does that sound good? Sounds like a good plan to me. Okay. Do you want to get into some news and notes real quick? Yeah, let's get peeps? into it. Okay. This one... Uh, Make note, Kiki QT, a wide receiver for the Houston Texans, has been ruled out for week eight. The Texans play against the Dolphins tonight on Thurs- Thursday night Thursday football. Night, yeah. Um, so with QT out, Will Fuller, his targets pretty I mean they're they or his receptions are they pretty much double when QT is out of the lineup. For sure. So if you have Fuller, play him because QT is going to be out. Do you think uh, Do you think Hopkins is going to draw the Xavier Howard matchup? Oh, sorry. I thought I, I I took a blank there. I thought I thought you were talking about uh, Xavier Rhodes for a second. I was no. like, oh, Xavier Rhodes plays for the Vikings. Sorry about that. Uh, yeah, he probably will. Okay, but, but I'm not, I'm not too worried about no, that. No, no, I, I just meant is more. F- he just burned Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, that's true. But more for you know benefit to Will Fuller than a downgrade for Hopkins is what I meant. Yeah, I think I think both should be just fine. Sure. Um, Cooper and, Cup doubtful for this week with the the knee injury. Just another week. Yeah, I hate injuries. I they're the worst. I was I was riding high on him in one of my leagues, and now he's just riding the pine. Yeah, trying I mean, to trying to figure out how I can get him in the IR spot because right now ESPN is saying he's on he he can be in the IR spot. No, we can't. Yes, he can. ESPN, no, we can't. ESPN sucks. I don't know how they still exist. Everyone hates the the interface and and the whole user system. Yeah, it's not great. Um. Anyway, back go check to the, it, back go to check out the sleeper app. Sleeper app. Free we lo- plug. We love we love sleeper. Um, Bilal Powell. Did you hear about that? Blow. Bilal Powell. Tell me about blow. Could be facing career 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 <laughs> ending 
neck surgery. Oh, that's nuts, dude. That's that's not good. No, there was time the neck yeah. is involved in an injury report. That's scary. Yeah. Whoa. So, I mean, I don't really want to talk about who. I mean, the benefactor is because he has a neck injury. Like that feels kind of weird. Um, but but for the peeps, Elijah McGuire. Eliza Elijah McGuire, but I mean the starter is Crowell. Crowell for sure. I mean, but I'm I'm talking about in terms of replacement. If if you're looking for somebody to replace Bilal Powell, I mean you're not going to be able to grab Crowell. Someone's already got him, or maybe you do. But it, it may be worth adding Elijah McGuire, depending on how limit you know how thin your bench is. Who knows? There might be a spot for him. So sticking with the Jets. Robbie Anderson has been sidelined with an ankle issue. We don't know. Uh, it is only Thursday, so you'll have to kind of keep an eye on it for Sunday. But right now, I hate to go back to the well that burned me last week, <laughs> but I feel like that should help Jermaine Curse, who put up a solid goose egg last Sunday. But it also helps uh, Richard Matthews, who the Jets signed. Just barely. So that gives value. It doesn't say that Robbie Anderson is going to be out for week eight, but it's something to monitor. Sure. Uh, what do you make of this <clears throat> Cam Newton shoulder injury? Yeah, really interesting. I still see him playing. Right. Might be affected a little bit. Yeah, if, if you've got somebody better, or uh, not better, but someone decent enough to to take his place, you know, someone on the bench that you feel comfortable rolling with, maybe in even in like an Andy Dalton or something. Just because we don't know what's going on with the shoulder, and this is kind of an out-of-the-blue injury, if you're worried about it, you know, it. I always find myself getting, I work myself into a frenzy trying to figure some of this stuff out. Should I play this guy? Is he going to be super limited? Yeah, and kind of along those lines, it is his throwing shoulder, yeah. so that definitely affects it. Um, I don't really put too much stock into what coaches have to say about injuries because they're not part of the medical team and they don't really know what's going on. Well, not to mention the fact that they're trying to play cat and mouse with their opponents. Yeah, true. But uh, Coach Ron Rivera said that Newton is, quote, sore and a little, quote, tired. (laughs) So that doesn't help us out at all. So maybe he should just, maybe just needs some some Ambien, get some sleep. (laughs) I don't like Ambien and ibuprofen. Get some sleep yeah, and then help with the pain. Maybe some Zequel. Oh, those NFL players, ibuprofen. Yeah, right. There's no way those guys are taking that. Oh, for sure. They're so hopped up on pain meds all the time. <laughs> Did you who who was it earlier in the season that was hopped up on pain meds? They, oh, it was Aaron Rodgers when he came back into the game after hurting his knee, and then they did the interview with him after the game. And he was just high, high as, as a, a kite. kite. Yeah. yeah. He was lit for sure. Yeah, those guys are on some serious pain medications to to play through those injuries. Yeah, but it's all about player safety. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, man. That's sarcasm. Yeah. <laughs> it sucks because then a lot of a lot of those players like get addicted to these yep. pain meds. And, yeah. You know, we kind of have, have this opioid epidemic going on. Yeah, but... but I feel like that's a a public health thing, it not is. so much a fantasy football. And thing. we can go back and forth on the. I'm sure even our listeners have differing opinions on, you know, the the possible benefits of like a medical marijuana. But 
maybe we'll get into that in another podcast. Uh, and I did not think that I was going to bring up an opioid epidemic on today's episode, but here no, we but are. It, it's scary, though. and I mean, it, it's worth talking about. We we like watching the game. We we love watching our favorite players, but, you know, and a lot of times we don't think about the, the real-life ramifications of the beating that they take. So it's worth a mention. We love you guys. It gives us something to talk about on our podcast. We like to look out for our listeners. And and the football players that provide us with a, a beautiful game. Sticking with injuries, Allen Robinson uh, did not practice yesterday, Wednesday. Um, we don't know what's going to happen, just something to monitor. If he's out, that helps Taylor Gabriel, Trey Burton, and Tariq Cohen. Keep an eye out on it. You got any more injury updates? Nope. That's about it. There was... I'm not too worried about this. Marlon Mack got a limited practice yesterday. But, I mean, anytime you're limited on practice on a Wednesday, I mean, you're probably going to play on Sunday. There's a lot of time in between Wednesday and Sunday, so he should be fine. Those things are always just like a TLC thing, just giving him some rest. I mean, especially if the, the type of game that... Marlon Mack had last week. Yeah, I start to get worried if it's did not practice on Friday, right? Or you know, a lot closer to actual game day. But like Wednesday, it's like okay, you know, we could we could be getting all kinds of reports. So I don't I don't look too into it unless they're already ruled out, like uh, Kiki QT is right for the Texans. So, and as always, uh, we'll always touch on injuries again on our week uh, or you know our week preview usually a Friday episode that we release. We'll cover all the injuries that, that you're going to need to be worried about anyway. So, But it's something to monitor. All right, moving on. Um, do you want to do some, just a few buy low, sell high stocks, fantasy stocks real quick? I just got a, a couple of players that I think are worth targeting if, if you can. Yeah, start us off. Keenan Allen. He's been... Really disappointing so far this season. Uh, when you know he's been healthy, which is great because he's rarely been healthy, uh, but he's not producing the way he's we're used to seeing out of him when he is healthy. Um, I mean, he's been fairly productive in in terms of uh, targets. You know, he's he's twenty second in targets. He is thirteenth in receptions. But I don't know. He's just—he's not getting the red zone targets. He's not getting the yardage that we're used to seeing. I do think this is a good time to to buy him, because um, his stock is just about as low as it's going to be. And I think, I, like I said, he's getting the targets. He's getting the receptions. He's the yardage is going to come, and I think he—you know—I think he's going to be scoring more than we've seen so far. Uh, another target, Stefan Diggs. He's been pretty disappointing. Uh, it's kind of been the Adam Thielen show. Very much so. Yeah. Um, Wide receiver one on the year so far. Definitely the Thielen show. Insanity. Um, he's had like five, what, what was he last week? I think five, six receptions for 35-ish yards. Not a good stat line. I mean, and then you have Thielen who goes ham and, uh, I, I think Diggs is a wide receiver too the rest of the year. And he might be someone, you know, you can 
get for fairly cheap from a, a, a scared owner. Um, as far as some sell high candidates, uh, Latavius Murray. Oh, okay. Yeah, had he's had two great back to back games. Might be a little early at this point. Uh, the news did come out that they're not expecting Dalvin Cook back until week eleven, is what it's sounding like. So we've got you know three more weeks of Latavius Murray, you know, workhorse. But uh, I don't know. Maybe you try and cash in before Dalvin. You know, the inevitable Dalvin Cook return. I do think Cook comes back this season. Uh, they probably are just going to hold him out the the three weeks through their their buy and everything, get him healthy, and and then I think he'll be seeing the type of role that we thought he was going to be getting at the beginning of the season. So might be worth trying to shop Latavius Murray Murray even a little bit early if if you can get something good out of him. So you'll get Cooks for a solid like three weeks before the fantasy football playoffs start. So if you miss the playoffs. If you miss the playoffs, you're pretty much hosed. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another sell high guy. I don't know how much you can actually get for him, but Lamar Miller had the the good week last week. Pretty much his only good week so far this season. It was his it was his first touchdown of the season. So yeah, uh-huh. it was his only good week. But uh, maybe you can find uh, maybe you can find somebody th- uh, to that is desperate at running back. Um, recency bias is a real thing. Uh, people have huge games, and people are ready to sell the farm to get those players, and then people have bad games. You know, they could have six great games and one bad game, and that one bad game sticks out. So maybe this works in, in the other way, and you can get something out of Lamar Miller because I, I think his the rest of his season is going to be like the first six games of his season. Just not... Not great. Recency bias is very real. Uh-huh. People don't remember what happened like four weeks ago, but they yeah. definitely remember what happened a week ago. So, I mean, it's 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 worth looking into this, you know. As always, don't do anything stupid or rash, but always be testing the waters, you know. Trade deadlines are coming up, I believe, a couple weeks away till trade deadline. I'm always looking to get better, so... Good targets. If ever, I, if I, ever I can exploit something, I'm doing it. We're all about beating the system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, stick it to the man. I'll, I love that. Uh, there is one person who I'd like to throw in because of recency bias. Uh, Kenny Galladay. He only had two targets last week. Really didn't do a whole lot. So maybe you could get him on the cheap as well, since whoever owns him knows that he pretty much sucked last week. Yeah. So kind of along those same lines, it's the opposite of Lamar Miller. Instead of uh, selling high, you're you're buying low. And I mean, and he Kenny Galladay has run so bad with getting touchdowns called back because of penalties. I think he's up to somewhere around two or three touchdowns that have been called back. So it's I, been weird. I mean, if if going forward, he's getting the usage, he's getting those touchdowns. There's just penalties on the play, so he should benefit uh, in the last half. I That sounds weird to say the last half of the fantasy season, but he should benefit in the last half uh, as long as his linemen are no longer holding players. Yeah, uh, and I, I really like Kenny Galladay. I've been surprised by him. Um, I mean, I've been pushing Marvin Jones 
all season. I, you know, I thought he was going to... Kenny Galladay, this is a real thing with Kenny Galladay. I think he's he's taken over quite a substantial role, Minitron. And he's a highlight reel, just watching him play and the catches yeah. he can make. He's been great. I, I, I didn't expect this kind of season out of him so far. I think it's to continue, only get better. Um, it's That's a good pickup if you can get him. What do we have next on the menu? So order up. Do you want to? Uh, let's get in, into some numbers. Uh, I thought uh, really stood out. Um, so Julio Jones has he failed the score again in week seven, uh, bringing his streak to twelve games without getting into the end zone. Hashtag never Julio. I saw this the other day. Uh, a hundred ninety NFL players have scored touchdowns this year, meaning 190 players have scored more touchdowns than Julio Jones. It's just insane. I saw that. That was from our boy TJ Hernandez, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh-huh. TJ just on that never Julio train. Oh, I See, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm different there because I, I love Julio Jones. The talent is, I mean, so obvious. He's incredible. He gets targets. I mean, he gets massive yardage. Why can't he score? I don't get it. Yeah, and I know TJ is not really on that never Julio train because me and him have have played Julio um, a couple of times in our in our DFS lineups. But it, that, I mean, that's crazy. 119 other people have scored before him. 90. Oh, 190. 90. That's even worse. Yeah. Woof. Yeah. Bad news right there. Uh, Todd Gurley. Scored three more times last weekend, bringing his full season pace to 32 touchdowns, which would be an NFL record. That would break LT's record at 30? I think it's 30. I should have looked this up. I think Sean, Exal- Sean Alexander's up there as well. Throwback Thursday, Sean, Sean Alexander, Alexander. Yeah. just letting it rip up in Seattle. Uh, Adam Thielen, what can we say? Uh, tied an NFL record with his seventh straight 100-yard receiving game to start a season. Uh, he's one game off the all-time record for, you know, total consecutive 100-yard games overall. I think he gets it. I think I honestly think he breaks it. I don't know that this machine stops. How cool would it be to to see him get 100 yards in every single game the whole season? I wonder what the the Vegas odds are on that. I don't know. I'm sure you can get some pretty wild numbers out there. Yep. But I I like him to continue it because the Vikings play against the Saints on Sunday Night Football, yep. and the Saints' defense is just horrendous. So, I mean, it's it's a good matchup, so he should definitely tie Calvin Johnson for eight in a row. Should be a good week for both he and Diggs. Yeah, that's true. Maybe they'll both see over 100 yards. That. Is very possible. <laughs> I would not put it past him. Uh, another one for you. 19, 19 quarterbacks have scored more points than Russell Wilson so, so far. Oh, my gosh. He's QB 20 up to this point. Russell. Mm-hmm. Does that? I feel like that's more of a reflection on the Seahawks the coaching staff. Right. They and run, maybe how they're using him. They run the ball. Of, they run the ball the th- second most times per game in the NFL right and it seems like they've drilled into him that you're not allowed to run the ball anymore because he is not rushing at all 
I mean, that's basically what he's done the last couple of years. He gives you that rushing floor. He's just making wild plays, and he's he's keeping plays alive, but none of that's going on this year. They're just ground and pound, old caveman football with uh, Chris Carson, Penny, and I'm blanking on the last guy. I Yeah. Um, Mike Davis. Mike Davis, yeah. There we go. Uh, on a per game basis, Wilson is scoring less than one point more, less than one point more than Brock Osweiler and Dak Prescott. He's mm. he's in the same class as Dak Prescott and Brock Osweiler, and you had to draft him in the top five rounds to to get him this year. Mm. Uh-huh. That doesn't gross. sit well with me no. at all. Uh, carry that on. Makes jo- me want to vomit just sitting here. That it's bad. I mean, my stomach is kind of grumbling a little. I know I'm I'm hungry, but still, that doesn't that doesn't help. He's finished as a top twelve quarterback in three of the six games so far. Mm-hmm. You're really gonna make me throw up here. Yeah. Uh. Well, let's move on then. Carry uh, on <laughs> Johnson is averaging seventy four rush yards per game. Uh, four forty four total on the season. The reason I bring this up is uh. His rushing, his yardage ranks ninth in the NFL, and his yards per game rank eighth. Um, Just imagine if he was being used the correctly. way that he should be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that brings me to our next point. The Lions are three and three this season, right? Uh, in all three of the wins, Johnson touched the ball at least fourteen times, and in those games, he averaged over one hundred twenty-five yards uh, from scrimmage. In other words, the Lions are better when they, they give Carrion Johnson the ball a ton. So I watched the Lions game very closely on Sunday to see who was getting goal line carries, and it looks like it was pretty split between Blunt and Carrion. The only reason that Carrion didn't score is because when he was attempting to rush, I mean, there was I did not see any holes. The line was just completely blocked up, and he had nowhere to go. The one that Blunt scored on, there was a huge, like, Rams girly size hole that Blunt just took, and nobody touched him, just went right into the end zone. But all the other opportunities between both of them, I mean, there weren't any holes. Yeah. So I was, I feel like that's more of a reflection on the lineman blocking than it is on both of their abilities to get into the end zone. Right. I mean... Uh, LeGarrette Blunt is averaging 2.9 yards per carry so far this season. He's he's not better. He hasn't been better in any game. I'm fine with them using Blunt in goal line situations. If you're within the five yard line, I'm totally fine with it. It's what the Patriots did. Yeah, but I don't understand why you're using Blunt on between entire the drives. Yeah, unless yeah. Carry On busts a big one and Needs he has a to breather. go out and yeah sure. take a breath. Yeah. But, I mean, outside of that, I don't know why why Blunt is getting any work. So, more running back numbers. Uh, 49, Saquon Bar- Barkley's, that's the number of Saquon Barkley receptions so far. Uh, he's lighting it up. Through seven games, he has 481 yards rushing and 424 yards receiving. He, he is a legit shot at getting that double 1,000-yard season, the 1,000 rushing and 1,000 receiving think he does it yeah because 
I mean, we're the NFL season. It goes week 17 because teams have buys. Right. So, yeah, I definitely think he could do it. I mean, there's wouldn't, a good chance he goes over 500 and 500. Wouldn't and it also be crazy? He's on pace for over 100 receptions. Yeah, he's from curr- a running back. Currently on target for 112. Wow. Mm-hmm. Not something that I thought we would see. He's killing it. You know who else has a lot of receptions, despite not getting a lot of playing time? Who? James White. Yeah. 45 receptions yeah. so far this season. They're so good. At, I mean, we, we touched on this last episode. The Patriots are so good at at putting the right players into the right spots. I mean, Bill Belichick, he's incredible. I mean, I'd say what you want. They... You know, they they get all the the flake. Yeah, but, but when it comes down to just X's and O's, there is nobody better than what the Patriots do. Right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to come up with like I'm trying to come up with a counter just to do it, and I ha- I have nothing because they have some of they have the best game plans every single week on both sides of the ball. Uh-huh. I I was trying to play devil's advocate with you, but I got nothing. And I I appreciate that devils. I mean that's that's necessary, right? Um, okay, I'm I'm done with numbers. Do you want to get into some uh, half season awards? I liked I liked numbers. Did you? I was a big number fan. I'm I'm out of them. Sorry. Well, that's okay. I was on quite quite the tilt uh, watching Monday Night Football when the Giants scored um, near the end of the game, and they were down, oh, what would that have been? They were down 15 at the time, so they decided to go for two, which if you look at the analytics and all the data and the numbers, you're supposed to go for two in that situation. Yes. Analytically, it is the right call to go for it. And uh, people on Twitter just had... No idea. They're just letting letting the Giants have it. Why on earth would you go for two? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. And usually I don't get too mad on Twitter, but I was pretty pissed. Because I was like, look, I've read all these articles on the analytics of it, the numbers, everything pans out. And then you've got uh, the broadcast team on Monday Night Football just having no idea what they're talking about. And I was, I was pretty, pretty upset. Not only upset, but... I mean, they didn't they didn't fix what they said. Like Booger just kept doubling down, right? And then after the game, he's like, "I don't care what the analytics say. That's you know, I don't I don't give a crap." And it's like, dude, seriously, I don't know. Honestly, I I actually really appreciate it. Pissed me off just how much analytics plays a role these days. I mean, uh. M- the NBA, you know, basketball and, and football, they've learned a lot from watching how, because baseball is really the ones who started all these this analytics stuff. And, um, I mean, Boston won, a, you know, broke their curse using a guy who preached analytics left and right, you know. Big nerdy um, bookworm who, who studied, you know, all the, the war and... and just a crazy amount of statistics. It works. I mean, there's a reason that that people are, you know, organizations are hiring these guys 
to just sit and run numbers. Yeah, take note, L.A. Chargers, they still don't have an analytics department. You yeah. wonder why they, they struggle so much. Yeah, and they'll probably continue to struggle until they finally see the light. Which sucks because they have a really good team this year. Yeah. I'm still always hesitant on Phillip Rivers. Who, by the way, is a top 10 fantasy quarterback so far. Spoiler alert, top five. Crazy. Oh, you know, we we talked about this a little bit. um, And I thought it was interesting because the... So the the top 10 quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes, one. Matt Ryan, Luck, Rivers, Cousins, Breeze, Newton, Goff, Trubisky, and Brady. I mean... Over half of those guys, you could have gotten round 10 or later. This is what I always preach to everybody. People in my leagues, friends, whoever. Wait on drafting a quarterback. Every every year, it's the same thing. I mean, the number one quarterback is Patrick Mahomes. He was the average, I think, 13th, 12th or 13th quarterback taken off the board. And he's number one by far. Yeah, all four of those top guys, Mahomes, Ryan, Luck, and Rivers, you could have gotten around 10 or later. Kirk Cousins, was he's fifth, and he was going maybe around eight. Or like nine. eight yeah, yeah, somewhere around there. But Breeze I mean, is the first top five guy drafted that, that shows up on this top 10. You know, he's at number six. But, man, just stay patient. Load up on your running backs and your receivers. And even your tight ends. Get look your quarterback at, Look later. at the numbers. Yeah. Don't listen to Booger and his stupid... No, he's an idiot. His stupid sideline mobile. Have, have you seen all the people that are pissed at him? Because the people that sit low at the stadiums, and then they get their view blocked by the Booger mobile. And so on, no. the, on the back of Booger's moving chair thing, they have a, a TV that shows the game that's going on because their view is blocked. It's like, hey, wow, there's nothing can... I there's nothing I love more than paying $200 for a ticket and even in those seats probably $500, $600 for yeah, a ticket, especially for like a and Monday getting night to game. watch it on TV. Yeah, beautiful. You, you get to watch a couple of plays of Booger's backside and the TV behind him. Wow, I had, I didn't know this was a thing. That yeah, it's stupid. bad. It's really bad. How Just many, put him in the booth. Yeah. Get him out of that stupid how mobile. Think, how Actually, many don't do put him in the booth. Just put off. him on the streets. Yeah, exactly. I'm not a big fan of that no, crew. Put him out so. to pasture. He's, he's done. <laughs> I, out to pasture. The only NFL announcer, play, whatever, that I, you know, commentator I like is Tony Romo. I was going to say that same per- person, so everyone I'm glad else, you said it. Everyone else is trash. I, I mean, I listen to Chris Collinsworth. Ugh. No, no, he's awful. Yeah. Oh, it's so it's so sad. I I don't like, I don't like these prime time Mm-mm. guys at all. No, they're all bad. Aikman, Booger, oh, I hate Witten. Witten is terrible. I I feel like Witten only got the job because Tony Romo has done so well. They're like, hey, let's get a former player. Hey, who's the guy that Tony Romo was always throwing to when he was playing? Ah, th- it was his tight end, right? I think it was Jason Witten. Yeah, we should get him. Yeah. That's probably how the conversation went. It's kind of like how coaches get hired in the NFL pretty much, too. It's like, hey, who's been around a while? Who knows yep. the game decently well? But who hasn't really proven anything? Okay, let's hire them based on their <laughs> last name. That sounds like a good idea. 
Uh, yeah, how's that turning out for you? Just bad. Seattle Seahawks with Schottenheimer as your offensive coordinator, and you just want to establish the run no matter what the score is. I'm I'm off this. I'm getting pissed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you want to get into uh, a Thursday the Thursday night preview real quick before we get into midseason fantasy awards? Uh, sure. Yes, you Thir- do. Thursday night tonight. Uh, uh, there's not really much going on. Dolphins versus Texans. <laughs> Um, both four and three, both not super fun to watch. Um, over under is currently 44 and the Texans are favored by seven and a half. So if you're looking for Miami, I mean, you've got Osweiler. I feel like Drake, since they're going to be down in that negative game script, Drake will probably benefit. Do you think Kenny Drake passing. has a, another decent game? I think he'll be store. okay. Yeah, I don't think he'll bust another like fifty-plus yard reception for a touchdown. Right. Um, but Kenny Stills is out, wide receiver for Miami, along with Albert Wilson. Looks like he's done a couple of weeks. He just elected not to have surgery. He, I weren't they still talking about putting him, putting him on IR though? Yeah. Yeah. It, so just I mean, you pretty much have. Rock hands, Devontae Parker, and Danny Amendola. Oh, what? So not Devontae not Devontae whole... Parker is such a huge disappointment. They were looking to trade him, but now because they've had so many injuries to the position, they pretty much have to keep him. What What would a trade for Devontae Parker look like? Here we'll we'll give you some cinnamon rolls. <laughs> I don't know. Are you dealing with the Raiders and or <laughs> Dallas? Because I'm sure they would give you a first round draft pick. <laughs> Uh, the Texans are ranked 21st in league in the league in scoring at 21.1 a game. Uh, they allow only 20.6 per game, which is the eighth fewest in the NFL. Don't think this is going to be a high-scoring game. Um, probably take the under. Yeah, Miami's bad against the run, so maybe Lamar Miller has another good game. However, yeah. me saying Lamar right. Miller's possibly going to have a good game means he's going to bomb. But I actually, pre- I I am forecasting him to have a decent game, to to good game, which is why he's one of my sell high. I think it, you know if he cashes in this week, you got to cash in because I think that's his last good game. Get out from under it. And like we talked about, Will Fuller should benefit from QT being out. And if you have Hopkins, you're always playing Hopkins, so just keep riding that. The only thing that could go bad for the Texans is if uh, Deshaun Watson gets hurt with his ribs and his lungs. That's a scary... All it takes is one hit. Do you know he's fumbled the ball seven times this year so far? He's just getting pounded. That's bad. I feel bad for him. He's, I mean, I, I love him. Their he's, offensive line is pretty, he's pretty so, bad. Yeah, he's so fun to watch. I mean, last year when he went on his tear before the, the, the knee injury, probably as fun as watching Patrick Mahomes this year for me. I mean, he was having that kind of monster season. You know, yeah, they just the bring that electricity and that energy, yeah. and you're expecting huge plays out of them. Right. So uh, who do you think wins this one? I got to go with Houston. Yeah, Texans. Yeah. Me too. Um, All right, let's get to it. The half-season fantasy awards. First annual half-season awards. Yeah, we should call them something. Um, 
boy, we're on the we're we're on the air coming up with something creative here. This is not it's, my specialty. Isn't mine either. Uh, this is TBD to be decided. Yeah, we'll figure this out. Or is it to be determined? TBD. No, it's decided. I think. Once again, good radio that we, <laughs> we got going on here. Uh, so let's start with best tight end so far. Who you got? Top guy. Let's just go with who in your mind is the top guy. Okay. Then we'll break it down statistically. Uh, top guy for me, because he came out of nowhere because of an injury, is Eric Ebron. Right now he is the tight end three on the year and is only playing because, well, I guess he was playing along with Jack Doyle kind of side by side, but he's only had the amount of success that he's had so far because Jack Doyle got injured. Yeah. He's killing it. He's looked so good. Really, su- I mean, probably the biggest surprise at tight end for sure. Yeah, he has six touchdowns. The closest person to him is Trey Burton, and he has four. Yeah. Which is well above Ertz at two and Kelsey at three. Yeah. Uh, my best tight end is, I was torn between, obviously, Kelsey and Ertz. But I gotta go Ertz. He is just a target monster. And he is the QB one or QB. The, yeah. I'm just tight, used to saying QB one. He is the Maybe tight I've end seen one. Friday night lights <laughs> a little too much. I don't know. Tight that, end one. Such a good show. Yeah. Oh man. Uh good movie and TV show. Yeah. I actually like the TV show better. Yeah, man. How about you? Saracen Street. Dude, Kyle Riggins. Chandler is my he's he's like one of my favorite actors. I love him. He's so good. He's in a lot of good stuff. Connie Britton, she's kind of low key like a a milf like a, a she's a babe <laughs> am i wrong there low low key yeah she was all she was also in nashville i have yeah, not seen I, it but my uh, wife used to watch it i didn't so. watch that show all i know is it's about country music and i'm not a huge country uh-uh. music person well, country so. music is terrible unless you like country music uh listeners then it's great you do you but connie Britton, smoke show um yeah uh so you got Ebron. I got Ertz. Okay. Uh, wide receiver. Hang on. I also want to point out to just solidify uh, the Zach Ertz thing. He has 57 receptions. Yeah. That is, I'm doing some math on the spot here. That is 19 more than Kelsey. Who's second? Yeah, who's at thirty-eight? Oh my gosh, it's that nineteen bad. more receptions. I think you know we we should probably mention that that Gronkowski is the tight end eight currently, and he hasn't scored a touchdown. He is probably killing teams. Ooh. Somehow not killing my team. I'm I don't know how. You got to get him in the second round. I that's when he was going. Round. Yeah, that was his average draft position. But it was him or Devonta Freeman, and I made the right call. Still not great, but certainly don't want to be a Freeman owner this year. Um, wide receiver? I'm gonna go. I'll leave. I'll leave your boy for you. Okay. I'll. I'll I just, appreciate I'll, that. I'll just, that's low hanging fruit. I'll just toss it to the side. I'm gonna go someone who I liked before the season. They are the wide receiver number three in half PPR right now. Mm-hmm. Emmanuel Sanders. Oh, he is killing it. Yeah. Did not think that he halfway through the season he would be a top five receiver. No, but I did like him overall, so I'm glad to see him 
just flourishing in that Denver system? Um, obviously, I, I've been beating this drum all year. Adam Thielen, he... I mean, he is the wide receiver one so far. That's your boy. Averaging in half PPR, he's averaging 20.8 fantasy points per game. Just killing it. We mentioned the 100-yard game streak. Um, he's just lighting the fantasy world on fire. And, uh, I mean, he's unreal. Um want to mention, I was high on this guy in the offseason. thought he was one of my sleeper peak picks. Got him in every, you know every draft late. I think the earliest I took him was round thirteen. John Brown, he is currently in in uh, standard. John Brown is wide receiver eleven. Wow, and that's in standard. Yeah, in half PPR, he drops a little bit to fourteen, but high end wide receiver two. You know, for coming from somebody that you got beyond probably round 12 that is great return on investment there um guys like that when you your leagues so i would also want to i want to give a couple of fake gold stars to emmanuel sanders because he has one passing touchdown for 28 yards and also obj has a passing touchdown to saquon for 57 yards so props to those guys yeah um, another, uh, another, you know, wide receiver notable, uh, Tyler Boyd is wide receiver 15 in half PPR. It, it's insane. This has been a crazy year. Four touchdowns for Boyd. Yeah. I mean, you got all these guys that you got way late. I mean, Emmanuel Sanders, what, what is he like an eighth rounder? You probably didn't even draft Boyd. Yeah. Came off the dra- waiver yeah. wire. You probably, I mean, in all yeah. likelihood, Unless there's probably... Probably a lot of people that didn't have to draft John Brown. That's true. I mean, just Calvin Ridley. He's in the top 20. It's just been insane. Albert Wilson, 22. Unfortunately done. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he's not going to do fo- much for you now. But <laughs> but up to this point. Yeah, it's been a crazy He's had a couple year. of massive games. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to running back. I like how we kind of went in the reverse order of this, you know. Every time we go QB all the way down to tight end, and it's like by the time we get to tight end, it's like uh, uh-huh. this this stuff's I want, bad. Yeah, I wanted to kind of wind it up. Oh, so now all of our energy is gone before QB. Yeah. Okay, I mm-hmm. like it. Yeah, screw quarterbacks. <laughs> <laughs> Pick them late. That's what we're saying. Pick them late Pick them in late. your draft. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to... Do you want me to start? Yeah, I mean, we we all know who the RB1 so far is on the season. I was just wondering if you wanted to say it or if you wanted me to say Uh, it. You can have it. I mean, we can just tag team it. You've got those stats right there. Just hit it. Yeah, he's averaging 27.7 fantasy points per game uh, in half PPR. He's he's destroying it. Uh, In half PPR, the second-ranked running back is Saquon Barkley. Todd Gurley has nearly 40 more points scored than Saquon Barkley. It he's averaging 5 full points per game more than the second best receiver. Man, running back or uh yeah, running back. I got gotcha. you. It it's just crazy what he's doing. And we always I always joke with you. Imagine the people that drafted Le'Veon Bell at 1 over Todd Gurley. 
Uh, mm-hmm. That just that again makes my stomach just kind of cringe a little bit. Makes yeah. me makes me want to hurl. But my guy, Ooh. my guy at, at running back, uh, James Connor. Ooh, yeah. I like it. He, After you just took a dump on Lev Bell right there, yeah. going with his his fill in. It makes me so. I'm the biggest Lev Bell fan. I love him. Um, James Connor. We've documented it here just how well he has filled in for Lev Bell. He's averaging 21.3 points per game and half PPR. Um, currently the RB6. And, man, it, for the Lev Bell owners who were smart and, and took Connor with, you know, what seemed to probably be too early of a pick at the time, you have not missed a beat probably. You're probably sitting – because, I, I mean, I'm undefeated in, in the Keeper League because I, I – drafted Connor and it's saved me you know because that bell huge huge zero it's a fat goose egg right there it's terrible I'm gonna go R-O-T-Y so far this year at running back that stands for rookie of the year for those of you who aren't familiar or just R-O-Y that works too Mm -hmm. Uh, Saquon Barkley we already talked about how he's on pace to get over a hundred receptions so far, he's got two receiving touchdowns and five rushing touchdowns. Just game script, independent. It doesn't matter if the Giants are up 30. He's going to be running the ball. If they're down 30, which is probably more likely with Eli at quarterback, he's going to be getting a lot of dump-offs, which Eli loves to do lately. So, I mean, he's exactly what you want. He's a three-down back. I think there's, I mean, we already said this. I think that there's a real shot that he becomes just the third player to hit that double thousand yard mark of rushing and receiving. There's a really good shot. He's on pace for over a thousand, in, you know, in both so far. I think he does it. And it's pretty crazy to have a running back two halfway through the season on a team that's just trash right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't you don't want to be a Giants fan so far this season. No. Um. Any any other surprises at at RB you want to talk about? I gotta take care of Ched real quick. Okay, Keep I'll talking. just talk about it. So, uh, one guy I really who's been amazing. Obviously, this is due to injury, but TJ Yeldon, uh, Jacksonville running back. He's currently RB nine in half PPR. Uh, Crowell is another surprise. He's a top 12 back in half PPR as well at 12.5 points per game. I mean, these guys are lighting it up. You probably got them really cheap. Tariq Cohen is, you know, 13th. Philip Lindsay is the 14th ranked running back. I mean, the, I mean, listen to, listen to these names, Banky. So at nine, TJ Eldon, uh, 12, Crowell. 13, Cohen. 14, Philip Lindsay. 15, Austin Eckler. 18, Matt Breida. Philip Lindsay, undrafted free yeah. agent. I mean, this this just shows the insane year that fantasy football's been so far. And it also shows that just because you had a draft that maybe you're not the most excited about doesn't mean that your season is over. Yeah, you're not out of it. Because you can get a lot of these players off the waiver wire. Right. So the draft is a huge component. But if you're not p- making good moves on the waiver wire, you're in a lot of trouble. I mean, in Philip Lindsay, 
like, I mean, like Alvin Kamara last year, no one drafted Alvin Kamara. That was a waiver pickup. And he's a league winner yeah. last year. Unless you're me, and I lost everywhere. Well. But it was because of Kamara's injury. Right I was going to say injuries, so, injuries, yeah. man. Anyway, the, the ultimate equalizer. You can't do anything about him. Um, did you did you give me your yeah? You went Saquon. Uh, let's move to quarterback. Okay, we already wasted all of our energy. However, I think this yeah, guy don't, don't take my QB. I think this guy can bring us back to life. I was the biggest Patrick Mahomes fan. I told you, like when we were doing all our research and everything before we we recorded our first episode, I was like, I'm falling in love with Patrick Mahomes, everything I'm watching. I, I love his mobility. I love his arm strength. He is going to light the, the league on fire. It's like he's a top 10 quarterback this year. The whole season, you have to go get him. You know, I was, I was, I was a huge believer in Patrick Mahomes. And we have evidence of this too, because if you look back, if you go to our website, bsfantasy.com, you can see Chris put Patrick Mahomes as his standout star mm-hmm. going into this season. I think I had him. He, it was like an underrated players article and yeah. he was your highlighted quarterback. Uh-huh. And I, I don't, I don't, I guess I should, I, we should have looked this up, but I had him top 10. I believe it was eight. I want to say his QB eight. He's QB one so far. And it's not even really that close. By- I mean, it, it's, it's close. I mean, he and Matt Ryan are are far ahead out of, of the pack. Um, Patrick Mahomes has 190 points scored so far. Matt Ryan's at 170. And then Andrew Luck, who's number three, he's at 148. So those two are really, you know, pulling away from the pack. But especially Patrick Mahomes, 27.3 fantasy points per game. He's destroying people. I, crazy. <laughs> I was I was kind of wondering how you could I mean you could talk about his stats and everything for for days basically. So for my my top QB since I'm kind of going obscure a little bit here, he's QB3 so far on the season, Andrew Luck. Mr. Noodle Arm himself. A lot of people were taking shots at Andrew Luck. I going the season. going into the season, I actually didn't know how strong his arm was going to be when reports came out that he was throwing like dodgeballs at kids and like lofting little passes <laughs> and stuff over the summer. I was like, look, Andrew Luck can't throw it all. But uh, I mean, just because he had missed the the previous season with all of his injuries and there was just, I mean, nobody knew much about it. Um, but it's good to see him back as QB3. So you and I had Andrew Luck consensus number 13 at quarterback okay the season wow mm-hmm. you had I'm, him at 14 i had him at 13 i'm surprised i didn't just leave him off the list <laughs> <laughs> um but i'm a surprising stat here for luck is that he has 20 touchdowns which is only two behind patrick mahomes yeah nuts uh, it, yeah i had and i looked it up Patrick Mahomes, I have him at nine. Do you know where you had Patrick Mahomes? Not off the top of my head. I probably wasn't as high on him as you. Uh, twelve. I was pretty. You still had him top twelve. Yeah. A QB one. Yeah. Okay, I can take pride in that. But man, 
I think I went a little higher on on Jimmy G because I was like fanboying out a little bit. We both had Jimmy G at eight. Yeah. Oof. Well, That's can't wrong. do anything with an injury. Yeah. So. Um, we both had Russell Wilson at two. Yikes. Ooh. That hurts. Is Russell Wilson droppable right now? He is. He's QB twenty right now. I don't. I don't think he's droppable yet. No, nah, he's droppable. I feel like their schedule is going to get easier, and he's going to have some good games. I'm a I big, wouldn't. I wouldn't feel comfortable dropping. No, him. I mean it's Russell Wilson. He he's always capable of those win the game by himself games. But I don't know if you if you're sitting pretty at quarterback and you need to get better other places. I mean, let's say you have like a a Patrick Mahomes that you drafted in round 10 and you've got Russell Wilson. Would you not, I mean, maybe not drop him, but maybe try and trade him. Definitely. To somebody that is lacking at QB. Maybe, you know, you can trade on, on the Russell Wilson name. Yeah. Maybe they haven't been watching any NFL this <laughs> yeah. year and they don't, and they're like, Oh, Russell Wilson, what a steal. Yeah. Um, oh, man, he's been such a disappointment. That's sad. So you already gave away your rookie of the year. Uh, mine was the same. I don't. You can't give it to anybody else. It's got to be Saquon. Um, who do you got for your MVP? Halfway through. It's got to be Mahomes, right? It's got to be man. Mine's Mahomes. It's. I mean, it's it's either between Mahomes or Thielen. Or I feel. I uh, see. I had. I have. I have these three written down: Patrick Mahomes, Todd Gurley, Adam Thielen. Okay. And I had. I had. <sighs> you know. In in my vote in my mind it was in that order, but it was really between Todd Gurley and Patrick Mahomes. But the reason I went Mahomes is because, like I said, you got him in round eleven probably. He, he came out of nowhere. You had to take Todd Gurley at pick one or two. Right. That's why I said it's either between Mahomes or, or Thielen because I'm yeah. thinking guys that you kind of got a little value. You know, if you're, I mean, I Gurley's just so good. Yeah. Like I mean. That's crazy. It's crazy to think that uh, it's been a long time since anyone has repeated, like whoever's been the top fantasy player that year, the at next running year. Back? Yeah, at yeah. running back, they usually don't finish as the top running back. They usually don't finish in the top five. Yeah, and here we have Gurley, by far the best running back last year, and we're halfway through when he's still RB1. Yeah, and I mean, I already said he's averaging five points per game more than the number two running back so far well on his way to finish the season as the rb1 yeah he's probably going to be able to take a couple games off and still finish as rb1 which might be possible if the rams stay undefeated yeah but i I feel like if they if they have a chance to go undefeated i think they take that chance and they play they play hard i hope so you got it i always love when i hate when teams rest their starters at the end okay so we both had Mahomes. yep as the bs Fantasy MVP halfway through the season. Nice. Okay. Anything else? Nope. Okay. Thought well, it was a good. Thought it was a good show. Uh, shout out our, our handles one more time. Uh, Twitter and Instagram at BS Fantasy FB. We are now on BS BS Fantasy Football. BS Fantasy. We make fantasy podcast. More uh, check that out as well. We'll be posting things, articles, uh, links, etc., to the Facebook page. We'd love to see more activity there. Uh, check out our website, bsfantasy.com, and uh, shoot us your emails, bsfantasyfb at gmail.com. We are BS Fantasy Football. We make fantasy more swallowable. Good night.